wild generosity. This is um, written by Wynn Collier. He is the editor or author and he's a part of our daily bread. For more than a year, 69-year-old Brenda Jones waited for a donor because she was on the donor's list for a new liver. As the calendar inched forward, she worried that her transplant might not occur in time. Brenda received news that she was next in line for one. However, she was elated. But then she learned of another woman, only 23 years old, who was clinging to life and had only hours to live without knowing what the decision might cost her, Brenda surrendered her spot. It would have been, I would have been able to live with the liver, Brenda said, but if I had let this little girl die, thankfully, the hospital found another donor for Brenda and both women received what they needed. Whenever we encounter someone offering a gift that fragrantly discards self-interest, we marvel. This is why the ultimate story of wild generosity, Jesus surrendering his life for every people who mur- for the very people who murdered him and pouring out forgiveness over us though we had nothing to offer in return, stuns us. We can't fathom such big-heartedness. Even more bewildering, we hear Jesus repeatedly encourage us to follow him, to live as he lived. Throughout scripture, we're called to humbly surrender our life for others. Like Jesus, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, we're called to love with generosity, like Jesus. John 15, 9 through 17, these invitations may require us to give more time. We don't have or money we can't spare. It may mean surrendering our reputation or our expectations for how our life should unfold. It may look impossible, but whenever we gather our courage and follow Jesus, we find ourselves stepping into a wild, generous life. This is the special edition story. Today, I pray that your tomorrow will be just as blessed as today was. I pray that you find your loved ones in good health. 
And I pray that the Lord brings us all up economically because I think that if everyone had better income, we wouldn't have to worry about the 15% poverty rate that the state of Alabama is in. We wouldn't have to worry about trying to outdo one another because we can be like the Joneses in our own home competing against ourselves. But that's just me. Because I had a dream where, what, or at least a thought, where like, you know, the major employers here in Alabama is UAB. Uh, I would think Publix is one of them. And then Walmart. Now, imagine if everybody that worked in Walmart or all three places earned $150,000 a year, regardless of, you know, what they do for these companies. But everybody had a base salary, and the economy is like it is now. Of course, you see people running out trying to buy Gucci and uh, with Chanel and everything else under the sun. But remember, you have to come back to work. You know, that guarantee wouldn't be just for just that one paycheck or that year. But I think people, you know, in order to raise Alabama out of the poverty rate, pay the people. You pay the people, they'll show up to work. They'll be glad to come to work. You have you won't have things stolen out of the back room. just a lot of things that would be a benefit instead of trying to hold people down and make them struggle so much you know cause we think of medical care that cost yes but if they can afford it you know they'd be healthier and stop giving these people these um, patch it now prescriptions you know cause it seems like your physician may be on this drug and hey let's push this drug here so I can get a um, you know a kickback from it but you know I don't like taking these things anyway but I take them for my blood pressure and some other things but this is just a special for the night and Thank you for listening to me talk. I hope that it has been helpful to you. Maybe we're on the same page. Maybe not. But you guys have a blessed night.